0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're,
1: you're, you're, you're tuned you're tuned to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The top podcast covering the
0: defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsay Patterson and Mike santagado at Odyssey Sports Podcast.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Our first post-divisional win podcast, Mike. How you doing?
0: Amazing. And I'm still a little confused. Bengals were six-point underdogs, uh, and the Giants were seven-point underdogs. Like, one point away from Giants-Eagles. It sure didn't look like that. I don't know if Nick wants to come on and repent for his pick last week.
1: You know? Nick was so close on that Jags call, and there were opportunities for the Jags to win. Oh, yeah.
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to let us him done.
1: go. We're going to let him go. But here's the thing just know that we remember. You, you can't count out the big dogs in the AFC. That's the one thing that, that a lot of people this offseason, they, they forgot to do. Uh, the defending AFC champs started to 0-2. They haven't lost since October 31st. And here they are again, a rematch in the AFC championship game, the fourth time versus Patrick Mahomes. But we'll back it up because we'll have all week to talk about the AFC championship yep. game. Let's talk all, O-line. All week, O-line conversation. Ooh-wee. What did you think? Awesome
0: awesome from everybody I feel like Jackson Carmen is such a spotlight because it was his start and now there is the raging war of whether he should start whether or not Jonas healthy and I don't think so but (laughs) um the offensive line in general just stepped up so much I think Jackson Carmen stepped up he had a good game I don't think it was a fantastic game but I thought it was good and it's hard to find any offensive line who had a bad game the worst game might have been Karis like shockingly, like the the guy that you think like, okay, I know he's solid, and I think he did play fine. You didn't think he played poorly. It's like I think I know he's solid, but it's everybody else I'm concerned about. It's like, well, everybody else just went out there <laughs> and really opened up a can. Uh yeah, I mean the Bengals were running all these different concepts and I think my favorite was they got to a few times was tackle power, and they pulled and I don't know why they're going tackle power, but maybe it's just the angle of uh the blocks here but um they pull energy from right to left up to the second level and they had two gains of like 10 plus yards because joe mixon looked like prime joe mixon out there it was like you just needed the snow to rejuvenate him mr plow as i have now dubbed him for the rest of this playoff run at least i will call him that
1: well what did you think because the snow, it's kind of wild because it snowed in Cincinnati all day today. And yeah. then it was like, Oh, it's buffalo, there's gonna be snow there. And then there was snow right at kickoff. When it started to come down, what were some of your initial thoughts? What the outcome of this game was gonna be?
0: Initial thoughts is I thought it helped Cincy. Um, because what the snow is gonna do is it has no effect really to me on receivers, a little bit on the defense because they have to react to a ball being thrown. What what it does is in my opinion, it hurts change of direction a little bit and it really hurts explosion. And what I was thinking when I say that helps Cincy is the bills defensive line is unable to fire off of the ball. Um, When you're going against up going against this backup offensive line, you want them to be able to fire off the ball, every snap and just put so much pressure on them, but they can't push off the ground and get the same amount of explosion as they normally can. I will say they got beat up either way. They have no excuse about the snow. But when I was watching when I when I saw the snow start coming down, I was like, unless there's a ton of wind, this helps Cincy, because like the wind. Josh Allen's got a freak arm like that. That'll help him. He could throw it like that. Um, although since he has the better run game as they showed, I guess, today, although I, I don't know if I would have said that going into the game with three backup offensive linemen. Uh, just so much talk about this Bills defensive line. And I did mention, like, I don't think they're all they're cracked up to be. Like, I see the pass rush win rate for Greg Rousseau's like, near Trey Hendrickson. I'm just like, he is not that caliber of pass rusher. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect – even with the snow, even with, you know, a good game plan, like I thought they'd have, I did not expect them to just run rampant through this bill's defense. Like, yes, Joe Burrow was awesome. And Joe Burrow 0.39 EPA per play, which is up in the 88th percentile and uh, well above average with completion percentage above expectations. The thing that shocks you a, a little bit here that I don't think anybody would have, like, you could predict Joe Burrow is going to have an awesome, uh awesome game joe mixon with 0.15 epa per play which is up near the browns running game in general like he was as good as the best their run game when they handed off to mixon was as good as the best run games in the league and i think you could feel that i all that talk about Samaj P ryan mixon looked ready to go man like that was the thing that shocked me the second most like the offensive line playing that good Definitely was the most shocking thing, but Joe Mixon, it was like the first run of the game, uh, that toss play. And he just trucks Jordan Poyer and keeps going. And I just thought, whoo, he's here.
1: But you always kind of feel that way. This is my personal opinion. When Joe Mixon goes off early, you know, it's going to be a Joe Mixon game. Like he was his OG Joe Mixon self and a perfect game to do it because you get to run off the clock. You have these long drives, uh, when this offense is on the field and it just really showed the whole first and second half. But Joe Mixon said something a couple weeks ago, if everybody remembers before that Monday night football game, he made a comment that was kind of when the big dogs comments and everything like that, you know, we, we are the AFC defending champs. And he talked about the linebackers he talked about the Ravens versus the Bills linebackers. And that ended up being a huge thing for some of the Buffalo Bills that he would talk about the linebackers like that. And I don't think Mixon meant anything bad by it. Wait,
0: wasn't he good? He said that the Ravens linebackers are good, but they're not the Bills guys, as if the Bills guys are the best players, if I'm remembering that right.
1: He was actually flip-flopped.
0: You sure? Because I yeah. thought it was disrespectful to the Ravens. Like They got all mad about it.
1: So, no, it was actually a Bills thing. It was right before the Monday night football game versus the Buffalo Bills, and he had made the comment about the linebackers. And he said, well, they're not the Ravens. Oh, okay. All right. And if I'm wrong about that, then I no, I think
0: you you're probably right. I I, don't I, remember. I knew somebody was upset. <laughs> well,
1: I, I and I think you know they took offense to that before the Monday night football game. Like, how could you say that? And and he he really it wasn't anything bad about the Buffalo Bills, but hey, he he knows what those linebackers look like and what the Baltimore Ravens. And he just proved again today that man, we always wondered what the outcome of that Monday night football game would have looked like, and and maybe we saw a little bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, um, it, was a, sure shot it was a shot
0: to those. All right. I'm wrong. Whatever. Yeah, it's no. okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. the podcast.
1: No, 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 it's totally okay. But I think he kind of proved a point because of what we saw from Joe Mixon in this game. And then you see the game versus the Baltimore Ravens last week. We said it on this podcast all week. That was going to be probably the best defense that they played in the AFC bracket. And then you look at that divisional matchup and you play the Buffalo Bills. And I'll stick to offense now. We'll get to defense in just a moment because Lou did his thing again with Josh Allen. And it's hard to do that when when weather is impacting the game. But it just felt like, honestly, even the offense left some points off the board. What is a catch? What is it? Can we, here's here's the thing. Look, I at, at the moment, I'm like, man, it's so frustrating because I didn't feel like they had enough evidence to overturn it, and that would have been the biggest thing. But it's, it's so crazy because it's a touchdown anywhere else but the NFL.
0: It's the only way to do the rule right is to essentially have the backyard football rule of vibes because, like, yeah there's like a rule about you have to. the ball can't move blah 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 jamar chase had the ball two steps and like if he just falls down out of bounds like it doesn't matter but because the ball shifts a tiny bit but like i just imagine like having this argument growing up and be like i still have the ball like what do you mean like i caught the ball and you didn't remove it for like It never fell down. I had it the whole time, but because it's the NFL and they have to have a strict rule on this, there's no interpretation, (laughs) not a catch, I guess, whatever. I I thought it was a little wild to overturn it, but at the same time, I never thought it was rigged. I think that a lot of people jumped right to that. I was just like, come on, man. Like, are you serious? (laughs) To me, it's just refs are refs, refs, refs are refs, whatever.
1: You know, and 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 during the moment when I watch the game, I have a lot of thoughts on the NFL officials. I will say this, and of course, it's easy to say after a win. I the officials honestly, they had an okay game. Yeah, other than I mean, it's that. actually
0: New York that <laughs> because it's not the officials on the field. They they called that a touchdown, then it went to New York, and they overturned it. Um, I th- I like that they let the uh, the Allen near fumble uh, stand, and they. Well, not stand. Sorry. They let that play out and then they overturned it. I, I thought it was 50-50, whatever. I, the ball was going forward, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I like that they let it play out because I think a lot of times they just blow that dead. And then before recovery. So that way, at least if it did stand, you knew who had the ball. Uh, overall, yeah, I thought the officials were fine. I mean, I don't remember too much that was. Egregious other than stuff that went to review, and I guess the Joe Mixon non touchdown that they had to review was kind of out there. I thought it was very clearly over, but uh, hey, whatever, it got called right. I, I didn't hate the officiating in this game, um, I just didn't. It was just that one touchdown, I was just like, that was a touchdown, man, but it didn't matter, so who cares? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I said enough praise. Offensive line, just awesome. The only time, the only time I got upset was just the one Jackson Carmen play where he knocked the guy down and threw him into Burrow's legs. And I was like, oh, buddy, no. You have to have an awareness of where your quarterback is. Um, he was only at like six or seven yards of depth. He was not like 11 yards deep. And it's like, well, you know, he should step up there. No. It was just like, you won that matchup. You just have to finish him properly. You can't just throw him into the quarterback because Joe Burroughs is an awesome guy to play quarterback for or to play offensive line for. I mean, the amount he does to help those guys is over the top, just pocket movement, making guys miss, and then always being consistent with where he is in the pocket. He doesn't drift left or right. He doesn't drift too far back. He's just, I mean, it's like teach t- like what you would show high school quarterbacks of like how you're supposed to hang in the pocket, throw when guys are falling around you, throw, you know, as you're taking hits, but also just one, two, three, ball out one, two, three, pitch, ball out. It's just so clean and efficient. And I think that's something that goes overlooked is just how near perfect Burrow is every time he takes those drops, just from a a mechanical and timing perspective.
1: I want to say with the offensive line, I know you mentioned Ted Karras from earlier, maybe the only one that looks like he he struggled a little bit out there. I do want to say um, he did get a little bit of attention on the sideline and he was toughing it out. So um, the way that guy just bounced, yeah, the way that guy bounces back and, and just pulls out the whole entire game, credits to Ted Karras, because if you lose a center out there, that's huge for this offensive line who was already down three players right now. But one of the things I'm going to keep an eye on this week, and it's going to be a long week of practice, Alex Kappa made the trip. And look, Andrew guys make the trip all the time. He's no longer on a scooter. He's wearing a boot. And some of the conversations that were happening over the last couple of weeks were – Hey, if they can make it to the AFC championship game, there is a chance that Jonah or Alex could return this week. And I think that's huge when you think about playing a game in Arrowhead. And look, I know how people feel about Jackson Carmen. Maybe they feel like he he played a pretty good game. You're going to go back and watch the tape, and we'll get more to that on Tuesday's episode. But at the same time, if you can have Jonah Williams and if you can have Alex Kappa out there, you're going to want them on your offensive line in the AFC championship game.
0: Yeah, if they can play, they start, in my opinion. I mean, maybe you have a shorter leash on a Jonah Williams. To me, I thought – and I have to go back and watch, so I don't want to say anything outrageous, but I thought Adenogy was the guy who stood out the most, just personally. Um, and I don't think he had the same magnifying glass, but he really struggled in that Ravens that Ravens playoff matchup. Eight Something like eight pressures or something over the top. And Burrow only pressured like eight times in this game which actually is still higher than I thought. (laughs) That was an initial number from PFF or somebody I saw tweeted. Uh, But yeah, I was really impressed because he went against the more difficult pass rusher on paper in Gregory Rousseau, who also isn't the perfect matchup for him because he's a power guy and identity is a little lighter. But he handled business there. And in the run game, I mean, he was awesome. I also saw Deontay Smith one time about 10 yards downfield blocking a guy in the run game. So extra offensive lineman was working out as well. Just what a performance on both sides of the ball. I mean, we'll get to the defense in the next segment, but what the entire time I'm watching, I'm just like, this is just dominant. Like the bills. I don't know, the the bills defensive line in front in general, just like, you're going to lose over the top to the Bengals because of the wide receivers, but to lose this bad to the backup offensive lineman, I mean, Eric Weddle could never see it coming.
1: Ooh, I am already looking forward to that. Kay Adams, Eric Weddle. And hopefully there's a follow-up. And he,
0: he did end that saying, like, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. So I think that kind of goes over the, unnoticed. He just went over the top with his opinion and he is a former Raven. So I guess you could find something there. And he played the Bengals Super Bowl last year. So I don't hate him for it. I just I he was so over the top with they've got no chance comments.
1: But it, my favorite is Andrew Whitworth. Uh, he he had tweet he tweeted Tagged out them. the game and he retweeted it and everything like they that. They were teammates <laughs> last year. They, they were teammates in the Super Bowl. Joe introduced himself to Eric during the Super Bowl in one of the NFL clips, like, "Hey man, I really I really like you. I watched you a lot growing up." And they were shaking hands and everything like that. But one of the things that I love is Andrew Whitworth said, "My whole family we're wearing Bengals jerseys. We're saying hootay. day," and I and I love this. And he said, "Look, they didn't need me out there." They I love
0: that one too. Yeah, it was like, in the middle of the game. He was like, "You guys need me? <laughs> Look at those guys." You we mean, love it we lo- today he was right <laughs>
1: yeah. hey whenever you can have andrew whitworth on your side and, and rooting on your team to hopefully uh go go make a run for another super bowl it's always a good day but uh great stuff from the offensive line honestly i know you're gonna go back and watch the tape, and we'll really get into it on tuesday and i gonna flip to the defensive side next on it's always game day in cincinnati